Welcome to the Right Fight Podcast, a discussion about how to live a loving life. I'm Reg Lloyd, and we're having a conversation with Kenny Vaughn. Kenny, the last episode we talked about, Chapter 7, Feelings Don't Produce Roots, and we kind of feel like there's still more content to talk about, so let's talk about that again. And I would love for you to talk about when you were a softball coach and how you mediated between two people that were having um, a quarrel. So I'm coaching a little league girls softball team, and I got two girls, well, you know, I got several girls, about two girls that, are, that, you know, a few weeks in are starting to get at each other a little bit. And then um, on the practice one evening, and, and the parents kind of drop the kids off and they show up late, you know, you know, like most practices, they aren't there, so I don't really know what's going on. But they got, they, they like went off on each other um, on one of these evening practice services. And, and I, I normally I would get them together and talk to them, but I decided, no, I need to separate them and talk to them individually. And then I wanted to hear from each one of them, like, you know, what, what's going on? You know, what, why are y'all doing this? Because they seem to be friends before. So I pulled each one aside individually. And then they, you know, whenever each one of them, when I asked them, you know, well, what did she do? Well, they had a, I mean, the story they told me, I would have been pretty upset too had they done that to me, you know? So it wasn't hard to understand why they felt like they felt, but I didn't really know how, how to tell the girls that, you know, though you feel that way, if you act based on how you feel, this over time is going to wreck your life. So my big concern was not that these two girls get along on the softball team. They were young. They were, you know, I don't know, eight or nine years old. My big concern was that this is starting now, and what we learn here maybe could help them make better decisions as they move through life. Because if they move through life with this mindset of, you do these things to me, this is what I'm going to do to you, then they're setting themselves up for massive failure. I mean, fear is going to lead and rule their life. Fruitlessness is going to be their destiny, and and it's, it's never going to work. So I, I talked to the girls. They explained, so I, I just asked them, okay, well, you know, what do you think is going to happen if you go through life? Now, do you think this is right, first of all? They treated you like this, and that's why you're being this rude, this angry, you know, all these eight things that love is not. And like, yes, that's right. I'm like, well, why do you do that? Well, I always do that. Like, as if I'm supposed to do that. Why wouldn't I do that? And I understand that because that's where I came from, you know? And so so then I'm trying to help them, thinking, how am I going to help these girl, these young ladies understand that if you keep doing that, then other people being selfish is not going to be the cause for the suffering in your own life. It's going to be you because you're giving control of your life to these other people. But how do you, how do you communicate this to a little girl? So I, I just said, I asked each one of them individually, and I said, well, listen, you know, do you understand that if you are, you're, here's what you're telling me. You're telling me she was rude, she was mean, she was all these things, and that's why you responded by being rude and mean and all of these things to her. And they're like, yes, and that's justified. So then I just ask them, well, what would happen, you know, if, you, if everyone that you came across was rude and mean and envious and, and like this towards you? 
would that mean that you're going to become, that in your life you're going to be angry, rude, envious, prideful, boastful, all of these things? So are you going to allow rude and mean people to result in you choosing to be rude and mean? So are you going to allow how people treat you to result in you becoming what you actually despise? So you're sitting here telling me that the reason you acted like this is because you're so outraged at how she treated you or what she did to you. And what they did was selfish. There's, you know, in both cases, I couldn't make an argument that what they did was okay. And so you're going to, so, so yes, that's right. That's what I'm feeling. That's, that's why I'm outraged. And, but yet, though you feel all that and you believe all of that, you're going to become that because of that. And somehow I was able to connect with them and help them realize that and ask them, you know, is that what you want to do? I mean, if that's what you want to do, I'll tell you what to do. I'm just trying to help you make a better decision. But if that's what you really want to do, if you want to become what you despise, and because you, and what do you think is going to come of that? Do you think that that's going to result in everybody treating you lovely all of a sudden? Or you think it's going to result in everybody getting away from you? Like, you don't want to be around this person anymore, right? No, I don't. And so do so you think everybody's going to want to be around you when this is how you act? So I just tried to help them think through that the way you treat people determines who you are, not who they are. And the way people treat you determines who they are, not who you are. And that I tried to encourage them to do a better job of loving their friend, whether their friend loved them or not. And because if they would then love could rule their life. It wouldn't mean they would never get hurt. It wouldn't mean that little girl wouldn't be rude again or the other one wouldn't be rude. They're both being rude, right? It wouldn't mean that wouldn't happen again. I mean, it, it almost certainly will. But it would mean that what happened to them would no longer define who they were. And that was one of the amazing things about Christ is nothing that ever happened to him changed who he was. And we need to change. He didn't need to change. We need to change to be more like him which is not allowing selfishness to make us become selfish. And so, um, so those feelings, and the crazy part in that story was the moms got there later that evening and I went and talked to the moms because I thought, no, I don't know what they're, <laughs> you know, sometimes I would try to correct children and then find out the next day kid told them something different and I, I'm getting, I'm getting corrected, you know, <laughs> as the coach by mom and dad. So I went and talked to both the moms and the moms were like, you know, what's crazy is, they were best friends since like two and they've grew up together and the last couple of years they've been becoming more almost becoming enemies and and it was i think they just didn't know any better right? like if we just we don't unless unless we're taught the truth this is why we need Jesus so he teaches us the truth of what love really is then we just go where our feelings lead us and, our, and their feelings were leading them to, to what they were doing, and they were both really good at it. And so they were slowly becoming enemies. And the wonderful thing was, man, like even kids, if you can just show them the truth, they, they wanted to change. And that, I mean, that was a slow build up until I finally decided I needed to talk to these two girls. So it wasn't getting better, it was getting worse. And then it was gone after that. I mean, I saw a little stuff here and there, but then I saw them. They just, it was as simple as they knew, I think they knew a better decision to make. And then when we know a better decision to make and we make it, 
then we then we see the fruit of that decision it gets a whole lot easier to make the next better decisions and i mean that's how it's been in my own life you know it's like i'm those little girls you know you're rude to me i'm gonna be rude to you you know you tailgate me mm-hmm. i'm gonna tailgate you yeah you know you you also write love is an action that will result in feelings and then you say fear is a feeling that results in actions if we're not careful. Yeah, that's exactly right. So um, love is an action that results in feelings, just meaning that love is a choice. And of course, we've talked about this. It's, it's not Love is not just what we do. It's why we do it. But if we do what we do for the right reason, selflessly, you know, so if I'm kind to you, not so I can get something from you, but I'm kind to you for you. Then that then that's an that's my choice. It's totally one hundred percent within my control, and it's a decision that then that I make within that then results in an action of the act of kindness, right? And then but and then the feelings want us to just follow them. So we, if we if we following if we're choosing to love, then we make a decision one hundred percent within our control, and then. We get our why right, and then we take an action based on that decision. That's a that's decision to love someone. Then you but, say the feelings will come after that. Yeah, that's right. So when we when you love, sometimes it'll cost you something. But then, and if, and if you're looking at the book, you know, as we're loving, we're patient, we're kind, we're truthful, protecting others, trust and hope and persevering. These are the roots of our life. When we take care of those roots, the fruit takes care of itself. So in the in in the case that you make a kind decision to a rude person. And then you see the difference it made. You are the one that gets filled in that process. You encourage them, but you heal yourself, right? I mean, Jesus got the love of God flowing through you. You don't hear yourself, but God's love, your decision results in God's love flowing through you to someone else. That's what heals you. And it helps them. So it's not, so the, it's, it's, it's not being loved that heals us, fills us, makes us fruitful. The whole world can love us. Everybody can love me. If I'm selfish and I stay stuck on selfish, if I live a fear-led life, I'm going to be fruitless. It doesn't fruitless. It doesn't matter who loves me. It's it's us. It's when we choose to love that we get made whole by God's love flowing through us. So yeah, the the that choice to love results in the fruit of love in our own lives. But we're, we're, I'm always fighting to make sure I'm loved instead of fighting to love. And the reason I want to be loved is so I don't get hurt and so I don't have to heal. And because I think that, and because I believe that your love for me will make me better. You loving me doesn't make me better, it makes you better. You're the one loving. I'm the beneficiary. You know, I'm being blessed for it. I'm, I'm, you're, you're modeling for me how to love. I'm seeing how it works, and, and I'm realizing, hey, I, I want to be like that, not like what I am. But it's, it's us loving that heals us. So, yeah, the choice to, to love results in the fruit of love. And then if we, if we the mistake is we follow, we follow our feelings, and feeling, you know, fear is a feeling that wants to lead you to a choice. Love is a choice that results in a feeling. 
So many times the choice of love is you have to make despite your feelings. Not sure we want to go here because of time's sake, but as you're talking, what it reminds me of the saying is that I fell out of love. This is probably what, what's being said is I no longer feel love. And with what you've said is you don't have to have the feelings to accompany an action of love. And that if we would keep loving, then the feelings would be a result eventually. Yeah, and we should go there. I mean, um, and, you know, and we in the previous podcast, you know, we talked about my parents and persevering, and and I witnessed it, you know, where there was no love anywhere to be found. So the falling out of love, that, you know, whatever that is, had happened. But then there was a decision to love despite a feeling for long enough, and love perseveres that it totally, radically changed everything. So, but, but you know, if we fall out of love and we fall into love, to me that suggests that it's beyond our control. Like, I just, you know, and that's this whole mindset of I'm following my feelings. So I have all these feelings that, um, that, I, that I think are for no reason at all, that are never for no reason at all. They're for some reason. And I just follow them, and so we're so basically what happens is we're we're both patient and kind, and you know all these seven things that love is to each other. But why are we doing it? Many times we're doing it to, because we're getting it. It's a give and get. It's a fifty-fifty. Love isn't fifty-fifty. It's one hundred, one hundred. It's all of me for you, whether I get it or not. So, but we're in this exchange of giving and take. You know, giving and and taken and then eventually somebody stops giving so much and and people get hurt and then we follow our feelings so we start so you're angry and rude to me and instead of going okay that makes me feel angry and rude but I'm going to choose to love instead of choosing to be angry and rude then then I can give love a chance to work in our relationship. You're angry and rude to me. I'm angry and, angry and rude to you. We become prideful. We become boastful. We, we become these eight things. So we choose to become these eight things. The feeling of love, the fruit of love, dries up and dies in our life. And I try to illustrate this in the trees in the book, but you end up with these two fruitless trees and these two people who say, I fell out of love. And But the truth is, they didn't fall out. They didn't just fall out of love. They... Quit loving. Sometimes I never loved to begin with. They they kind of pretended to love to get what they wanted, and eventually they got they kind of became to know each other from the inside out to realize that hey, this really wasn't for me. It was for you, and mine wasn't for you. So, but so either they realize they were never loved, or they start falling out of love. In either case, those two people can start choosing to love, and that will have to be without regard for their feelings whatsoever. And if they choose to be patient, kind, truthful, protect the other, trust, hope, persevere, and they're steadfast in that for steadfast in that for a long enough period of time, um, eventually they'll say they fell back in love, right? And so, I mean, a quick example, you know, you think about it like this: you put two people on an island, and they could have absolutely nothing in common, no physical attraction, anything, right? They're the only two people on the island, but they're both sincerely for the other's sake patient kind truthful protect others trust hope persevere they're these seven things that love is in no time at all they're going to both be on the same side of the island they're going to be helping each other fish helping each other build 
uh, camp, whatever happens. For however long they're there, if you come and get them and take them out of there, they're going to love each other. And it's going to kill them to be apart, right? Or you can take two people, put them on an island that are so attracted, all the sparks and everything is flying, but they're, but they're angry, they're rude, they're envious, they're prideful, they're boastful, they're these eight things that love is not. Or they're patient and kind, but only to get what they need. And before long, they're going to be on opposite sides of that island trying to figure out how to burn down the other side of the island, right? So, yeah. Love is a choice, a decision to do what's best for someone else without regard for how we feel. Like, it doesn't matter how I feel. Like, I have to ask myself, what's the truth? What's best for you? And it's never best for you to abuse me, all that stuff. You know, I'm not talking about that. Um, It's not loving to allow or participate in that. But what's best for you without regard for me? And if you can, it takes two, Reggie. But if you can get two people that are willing to do that and love each other, um, if they feel like they fell out of love, they can fall back in. It's not going to be easy. It's simple. It really is a very simple concept. But, man, is it hard. It's not easy at all. It's uphill climb against your feelings. But if you love through that, when you get done, you're going to have some strong love. Hmm. I'm glad we stuck with this topic. Yeah, me too. Glad we gave it another week. Well, this wraps up another podcast. Trust God's word no matter what. Keep your eyes on the horizon. Thanks for listening to The Right Fight Podcast. Make sure to check out Kenny's book, The Right Fight, for more on how to live a loving life. It's available on their website, shieldsofstrength.com, Audible, and all digital platforms. If you have any questions for the podcast, you can email support at shieldsofstrength.com and put podcast as the subject. And make sure to follow Kenny on Instagram and TikTok at John Kennedy Vaughn. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.